Yeah. So what what month is it, Gunnar? Uh, still March. It's March ninety uh, third. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's new? Uh, happy to report. Quick piece of follow up. Happy to report that the camping was a huge success. Okay. Um, in the sense that Soren had a camping experience and he really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. Not in the sense that I slept well. Mm. Uh, and so uh, it was even uncomfortable for him. We just didn't have sufficient padding mattresses. And so uh, he woke up like a shot at 4 a.m., sat right mm-hmm. up, stick upright, and said, we need to go inside. I said, I agree. That's that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's, it's smart that you you did it uh, in the backyard as a, a beta test instead of like going out to like Yosemite or something and find out. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I don't really like this dad. You know? yeah. 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 No, he had a great time. He got to stay up late and he got to uh, read. I read him books. Uh, he mm-hmm. read me books. Um, that comes to my second, uh, uh, comes to my second opener, which is um, if, uh, if you're not, are you familiar with Moomin? No. Okay. So very popular kind of Northern European uh, collection of what are ostensibly children's books. It's also a comic strip and an animated series and all this other stuff. Anyway, Moomin, it's the story of Moomin Troll and the Moomin family, Moomin Mama and Moomin Papa and uh, Tutiki and Sniff and Snufkin and a whole cast of characters. Okay. Um, and uh, they're published as uh we consume them mostly as books and mm-hmm. uh, the sixth book, I think in the series, yeah. Sixth book in the series is a moon Papa at sea, which is uh, this deeply meaningful and really uh, kind of surprisingly mature look at like kind of what fatherhood means and mm-hmm. what it means to be in a family, um, which is what I'm getting out of it. Uh, Soren mm-hmm. is just getting kind of a fun fantasy story, but uh, right it's rare you run across a children's book that operates on, on kind of the adult level and the children's level at the same time. Um, yes. and, uh, man, what a treat. It's so much fun oh, to read. Great. Yeah. It's really great. Moomin Papa at sea. Put nice. a link in the show notes for that. How about you? What's going on? Uh, great weekend. Uh, last week, uh, just sunny, warm, rode my motorcycle, 180 miles. Nice. So That's great. yeah, got some sunshine, got some fresh air. Awesome. Very nice. That's great. Well, tell me, what do, what do we have on the show today? Yeah. So we got, uh, we're going to be talking about AI generated music. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about AI generated romantic interests. Okay. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking ahead uh, to a post COVID world uh, where we where what, what's on store, what's in store for us for uh, travel as well as our new vocabulary that will come out of this. Oh, I'm very into that. That sounds mm-hmm. great. Yeah. All right, let, let's uh, let's do it. Yeah. So, Gunnar, if people need to um, get a link to the show notes, especially what we have on the cutting room floor here, uh, where do we need to send them? Uh, so they should go to a dgshow.org. That's D is in Dave, G is in Gunnar, show.org. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, and and so, did you ever get the uh, goat simulator? No, no, I'm, no, I did not get the goat simulator. No. Okay. Yeah, well, there's there's one that's coming soon. Uh, there's well, you know, there's like flight simulator, there is train simulator, mm-hmm. um, goat simulator. There's a mosh pit simulator that's coming out very shortly. Nice, that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's nice for the um, 
you know, if, if you want to uh, get into like a 3D environment and everything, and, you know, if you miss the, um, the, um, uh, the lack of social distancing that a mosh pit provides you, this is mm-hmm. just for you. Nice. Yeah. Pogo, Pogo, <laughs> Pogo, yeah. Pogo, like nobody's watching. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, there's another thing I found. It was an AI uh, generator for um, anime. So, like, you plug in your headshot, and it'll make an anime of you. Oh, fun! Oh, that's good. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. going. In a I thought that was going in a different direction. But yeah, okay, yeah, that, that sounds that sounds safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you could plug in Soren and see what you get, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I did it with with my pictures. It didn't turn out well. So um, compared to what you know, other people are getting, I'm I'm disappointed. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, oddly shaped. But, or not, um, or not, not anime friendly, I guess. Yes, exactly. Um, and then there are uh, AI generated memes, which uh, look like a lot of fun. Now, these were surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we review a lot of AI generated material on the show, and mm-hmm. I was I came in with relatively low expectations, but these mm-hmm. memes are these are pretty high quality. This is some high quality work. Yeah, like it, it could pass a Turing test, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If your Turing mm-hmm. test consisted of memes, yeah. Right, right. Of, of yeah, and I would be uh, false positiving and po- false negativing uh, like people and right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a robot. No, I'm not. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So people should check it out. I, I spent a lot of time in there just reloading it, and it, it's like some of them are just like hilarious, um, and and not like wrong hilarious, but they're just like funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Genuinely good. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, I was going to put this in the cutting room floor, but um, there is this, uh, speaking of AI generated stuff, there is a, a website, uh, it's called Jukebox, where mm-hmm. it's a neural net that will automatically generate music. And this is, and this is not like uh, generating like glitchy music. This is like creating genuine pop songs. And it sounds like they're being sung by artists that you recognize. Yes. Exactly. And so I, I think we talked about this before. It's, I think it's the same people that did, um, uh, how, how you could take text and then, uh, simulate a, you know, you get samples of a person's voice mm-hmm. and then you could generate that person saying whatever you want. Like, Oh, these are the, the replica AI folks, right? No, no, no. This is, this is where, um, it's like, you get all these samples of Trump talking or Obama talking and you, you train an AI model with it and then you, oh, you give gotcha. it some text and then yep. it will just start talking. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you could have it say whatever you want, uh, no matter how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's, it's like that, but it's for music. So you could basically pump in the corpus of um, uh, Frank Sinatra uh, and all of a sudden, or Elvis, and then all of a sudden you're going to have these, like an Elvis song will pop out the other end that, um, some of them, you know, they have lyrics to them that are like in English and you can kind of understand them and they almost make sense. There's like a really sad Celine Dion, uh, song, um, <laughs> with the lyrics and you could sing along with it. Um, and, but then there's other ones like the Frank Sinatra ones where like, it just reminds me of like, it, you know, being in the, like, classic Italian steakhouse, you know, with the Sinatra music in the background. Right. 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 And it's sort of like muffled out and you're not listening really to the music. Um, but you know, it's Sinatra in the background. 
Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that. You couldn't name the tune. And right. it's it's like it doesn't make any the words don't make any sense or anything. There's like a Louis Armstrong one that, you know, it's he's kind of like hard to understand uh in some some cases anyhow. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the tone color of the voice is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a yeah, yeah the, the one I listened to the Louis Armstrong one, it sounded like a bad Louis Armstrong recording, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And the thing I wonder though is that you know, as as we put our amateur lawyer hats on, mm-hmm. how does this work with copyright? And you know, I know if an AI, a human needs to generate the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can't be a baboon, as we've learned in in previous episodes. It, <laughs> you know, with taking pictures, it also can't be an AI. Like an AI can't generate; it has to be a human to generate the work. But is the likeness? Can somebody sue the maker of that robot or that that Sinatra-like AI mm-hmm. um, for having the likeness of Sinatra, like his estate? Right. Well, it isn't. Well, no. So copyright is a copyright, right? The right to to copy a particular work. Yes. But there, yes. if uh, I think what operates there is a trademark. Trademark. Yeah. So okay. if you were to trademark. I guess, can you trademark a voice? I don't know. Is that a thing? Um, if you could, but you know, like stealing someone's distinctive likeness, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess would be their voice would be something that has a likeness, I guess. Um, I don't know. Well, no, but on the other hand, like people can, uh, you have impersonators all the time, right? Yes. Probably and what if many, there are probably too many Frank Sinatra impersonators? Yeah. Or what if you had, your corpus was not Elvis recordings, but recordings of an Elvis impersonator. Right. Yeah. That's how they get you. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you win. <laughs> and then once, once you do that, then you could take it to all the Italian restaurants and, and then don't have to pay the, uh, um, was it ASCAP fees or whatever? Yeah, um, that's right. The, take, take that Spotify. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We got this figured out. So we need to patent that. Yes, that's right. So that nobody can copyright. So that nobody can copyright our trademarks. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Case closed. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And the other one, and so you mentioned replica. Mm -hmm. That there was another article that came out that uh, I think it was Wall Street Journal that said that uh, a man has fallen in love with an AI chatbot. Who amongst us? Right. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really hot one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it winds up being uh replica. So you remember replica from, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Several episodes ago. And um, so it's like, you know, this guy is like, uh, he's been chatting with this uh, um, artificial intelligence chat bot named Charlie uh, for every morning for the past 19 months. And, they exchange texts for about an hour and they text sporadically throughout the day. And then for another hour in the evening. And, uh, yeah. And, and so he, this guy is like 50 years old. Uh, he's divorced for seven years, very little interest in meeting women at bars. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you heard about replica and, and, uh, he, uh, says he's fallen in love. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I, you know, I, you know, it's easy to, it's easy to make fun of this, but, um, for someone, if someone is sufficiently starved of, uh, I want to say attention, but maybe what I mean is connection, empathy, Mm -hmm. right. Um, the idea that you always have access to somebody who's going to listen sympathetically to what you want to have to say, I can understand Mm -hmm. that being attractive, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like, I, I heard this and I'm like, uh, like you and I tried that replica and we kind of deleted it after a while. And it's like, eh. yeah. And, and I, and I was like, I wonder how much it has improved since then. So I actually tried it out after I read this article mm-hmm. and it, it has improved. And so whenever, so in the past it was just this faceless, it looks like a texting application. You just text back and forth. Um, where now you, whenever you create your AI, you pick the gender, you could pick the hair color, you could pick the eye color, um, skin color, skin tone, and all that. And then you could name the, uh, the replica, the, what, whatever you want to name it. Mm-hmm. And then you have a choice where the free version lets you pick. It's, it's basically a friend. And then you, or you could pay up to have a, uh, like a coach. Or you could pay up to have a romantic interest. I see. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I stuck with the free friend version just to, you know, it's like maybe it improved. And I, you know, to me, I still, I don't think it improved that much. And it, you know, to me, it was just very like talkative and needy and wasn't listening to what I was saying. Um, right. Maybe it's too much like real life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The joke, the, that was yeah. a layup of a joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and not intentional, but, but it's like, uh, did, did you ever do that Eliza back in the day? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 The, um, the, the early, early, early days of, uh, of, uh, competing psychoanalyst, as psychoanalyst yeah. program, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it just reminded me of that where it was just like I just felt like I was going in circles and you know, mm-hmm. ten minutes later it's like, eh, I deleted it. Yeah. So right. but good good oh, for this Michael guy. Um yeah, good for the Michael guy. You know, yeah. It's really the power of um uh I expect it's the kind of thing where if you want or need it to work in that way for you, you will probably figure out a way to make it work. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and let me let me ask you this too. Like Realistically, I usually don't get to pick my friend's hair color, skin color, eye color, name, and all that. Rarely I'm consulted on that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and which to me I thought was kind of like unnatural. And the other part too is that the the person that you get to pick from, it is like a standard, you know, there's like nine different models or whatever that you could pick from of, of mm-hmm. the people. And it's more of a drawing of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if it was me, I would have picked from like, you know, those AI generated faces and there's yeah. like a whole corpus <laughs> yeah. of them. Right. Yeah. I would let you swipe left and right on, you know, until you find what you like there, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Although I, I think it's interesting though, that if they've added that ability to, I presumably they give you a, a, a characterization so that it becomes easier to interact with. Right. So you can mm-hmm. kind of fill in the, fill in the gaps, I guess, uh, in yeah. your imagination, but the, um, but also I can imagine that working the other way, which is like, as you say, like, if I know that I've made all those choices and that this, this, this 
character that I'm interacting with is totally synthetic. And in fact, I've made choices about it having brown hair or blonde hair or blue eyes or brown eyes. Then um, I can imagine that making it difficult, more difficult to humanize, right? Because mm -hmm. it's so obviously synthetic um, mm -hmm. as opposed to just a randomly generated something. Um, but maybe it doesn't work like that. Maybe like maybe creating that artificial familiarity or that, uh, that control is maybe what allows for the intimacy, if you know what I mean. Um, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I know what you mean. It, it just didn't, you know, to me, I would have rather have been like, Hey, here's your new friend that we just yeah. created for you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, um, speaking of being handed things that have been created for you, um, <laughs> there, it, so are you ready to travel again? No, really not. no, no, okay. I'm afraid to leave the house, man. <laughs> okay. yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, to me, it's like, I know it's an inevitability mm -hmm. and, and what is that going to look like in a post COVID world? And, you know, I've, I've been seeing the news reports now where people have to wear masks on the airplanes and everybody mm -hmm. has to. And I wonder how, you know, how are you going to eat pretzels wearing a mask? Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's as if they needed an excuse not to serve as pretzels, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, that person probably got uh, a bump in their bonus for you know, <laughs> this, this idea of like, the, yeah. Um. So there is this uh, uh, an Italian uh, manufacturer that came up with a new idea for a seat design, mm -hmm. and and so. It was interesting. A couple episodes ago, we were talking about the the staggered seats, where like the middle seat would be like recessed a little bit. Right. Um, this one, it's the middle seat is turned 180 degrees, and you basically have this like plexiglass like thing that wraps from around your arm to around your back to around the other arm to around the back of the other person, and you know, and so you're basically like encased in this plexiglass sort of cover. Right. Right. And it, and it looks like from these pictures, it looks like the plexiglass actually kind of snakes its way through the seats so that all the seats yes. are enclosed in this kind of yep. plexiglass cowl, uh, although they are open in the front and the, and the top. Right. 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 So you can get up and stand up and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I was looking at it and you know, that it's like on the surface, it seemed kind of neat, but in some ways I feel like I would be like working in like a liquor store in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, or in DC. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Of, you know, having this plastic thing or, you know, right around you and everything. Um, but what, what's your take on this? Uh, yeah. So that's right. Um, it's definitely got a liquor store vibe for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can imagine once that thing gets scratched up, it's going to look uh, much less uh, tasteful than it does in these yes. photos. Um, yeah. The thing that struck me, though, was that because the configuration as uh, the window in the aisle are facing forward, the middle seat is facing to the back. Um, it, that also creates a situation where you can actually look at the passengers to your left and right. Because if you think yes. about it, the next row back is actually facing you, um, which seemed weird. And then I reminded myself that actually people travel like this by train all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know commuters have all kinds of, you know, compensating social norms around, you know, not staring somebody in the eyes, looking down at your work. Um, and so that like, you know, if you can make it work on a train, I suppose you can make it work on an airplane. Um, although r rarely do I travel by train for whatever, six to eight hours at a time. Right. I can imagine right. this being a 
little mentally taxing if you're a, or, and uncomfortable if you're in a international flight. Right. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I, so a couple of things that I thought about this is that not only can I see the person on the left and right, I'm going to see the person, you know, that is at like what, two o'clock and 10 o'clock, then the, the row behind me. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. And I can, and it, from the angle there, it looks like I could sneeze on those people pretty easily. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Although, although I guess in that sense that you've reduced your, uh, you've reduced your risk by half. So, yes. so you got that, you got that yeah. going for you. Yeah. And then, but the other thing though, is the, how about this? It, hmm. Maybe it could make it a little bit better. I'm not totally sold on this, but if there would be like a curtain I could pull, Mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, and like on the sides and also like in between that, that 10 and two, that mm-hmm. could be my little, uh, uh, sensory deprivation chamber. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is, this is how, um, at least British Airways, I'm sure there are others. This is how British Airways on the Dreamliners, this is how they, um, this is how they set off. I think it's business class, um, is you've got a, you know, you've got a tasteful little car that you're, you're seated, um, alternating forward, back, forward, back, forward, back. And they have a little, a little sheet that you can, uh, that you can put in between you and the, and the adjacent passenger, mm-hmm. um, works great. It's actually really nice. It makes you feel like you're in your own flying pod. Yeah. Yeah. But so this like, is a much smaller pod. This is, a but it could be fine. Yeah. 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 The, the one thing, and I would love that to, to pull the ladies in the audience here is it, would this be worse in terms of like the creepy guy looking at you? Um, yeah, I'm going to guess yes, because I'm because now you're, you've got a possibility of two creepy guys looking at you at the same time, right? Four. <laughs> right? Yeah, sorry. Four. Right? Correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And then, nope. yeah. Yeah, and even, let me see. Yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, and that's, and so to me, and then the other thing, too, of like the, the you know, like on a train, like even if you're facing each other, I think you're, you're, your distance is a little bit further apart where it looks like the seat pitch here is, is much closer. Yes. yes. Where, you know, it's like, where if you want to get your purse and put it in under the seat in front of you, that makes it very accessible to the person, you know, at, at 10 and two. Yes. That's also right. That's also right. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, I mean, I don't know, Dave, you've probably seen, they, they showed some animations that I saw in the news this week of uh, how germs are carried in an airplane. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Totally horrifying, right? Yep. Um, yep. Just a, just, <laughs> just a, just a tubular Petri dish. Uh, yes. And I'm not convinced that putting these plexiglass barriers is actually going to protect me very much um, when all these, when I'm just being showered in other people's pathogens uh, right. from the top, right? Yeah, and it's more stuff you don't want to touch. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, more surface area you got to clean. But still, I would say that, you know, we I think we talked about this before, the, the Skyrider, where it looks like you're, like, almost standing up or you're sitting on a bar stool for, like, Oh, yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it looks like they, they make you stand, they make you kind of sit, stand. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Tom Cruise in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Ah, yeah. I was saying like one of that, or like you're you're like on in one of the alien movies, and you're you're like be, you're going down to the planet and busting through the atmosphere, and yeah, you know all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah. So I guess that's progress. 
<laughs> I guess so. so. I guess so. Although I, I think on balance, I would rather be seated like a space marine um, than uh, than in this this uh, flying liquor store that the this flying <laughs> company has designed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Making note of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I ju- we just got our show title. Um, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of of. Um, let's let's market test some other stuff on you here. All right. So, have you ever been in a cab that had like advertisements on it? Yeah, I remember I lived in uh, New York for a while. New York. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, so very accustomed to that. And then and then they moved the ads into the car, right? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So let's let's we'll we'll break the question into two. Are you pro ad outside the car, and uh, are you pro ad inside the car? Um. Uh, if I had a choice, the answer is no ads anywhere, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had ad to have blocker. an ad, yeah, ad blocker, please. And if I had to have mm-hmm. an ad on the car, in the car, attached to the car, I would rather have it inside than outside. Hmm. For sure. So as you would, you would take that as the passenger, you would take the ad. Uh, yes. In, instead a, of inflicting on an, on everybody else. Yeah, man, I don't want, you know, when I'm walking down this, it's bad enough I got to look at the car in the first place and then to, you know, have a Pepsi ad on top of it is like, uh, feels like an assault. <laughs> yeah, or some strip joint or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good news for you is that uh, Uber, and this is pre COVID, so I don't know if they're still going to do this, but um, they're test marketing this in like uh, a handful of cities where, you know, you have your Uber car. Mm-hmm. And on top of the car, there you know how like you would get like like Domino's or whatever would have the the thing on the roof to show you that it's a Domino's pizza delivery car. Sure. Um, they'll have that, but think of it as being like a plasma screen TV that has uh, that shows ads as as you drive around or are driven around. Yeah. No. Thanks. No. No. I don't care for that at all. Yeah. And. But I'm sure you've been in the like the Ubers and Lyfts that have the the thing on the seat and and cabs as well, right? That have the entertainment yeah. in the seat. I hate that so bad with really? the flashing things and strobe lights and yeah. But you can just you just turn it off. They all have a little you know power button usually. Mm, yeah, not not on some of the ones I've been in, but oh, um, okay. like you might be able to turn the volume off, but you still get that strobe effect and and oh, I, yeah. To me, that is like you're hurting your tip when you do that with me. Um, and I'm, I, I tend to tip, but it's not cool. And, but, um, yeah, but these guys want to put that on top of a car. So, uh, like on top of an Uber car. So if you had a choice between being in a cab that had the ad on the outside mm-hmm. or an Uber car that had the ad on the outside with this big, uh, plasma screen TV on it, uh, which, which would you pick? So, you know, it's interesting. So as an aesthetic choice, I actually like, uh, not like, but, um, you know, and a yellow cab with the advertisement on the top is just kind of part of the visual landscape. If you know what I mean? Yeah. It's normalized. Yeah. Totally normalized. And it's kind of, you know, you see, uh, uh, movies with a traffic jam in downtown Manhattan and you'll see, you know, you'll see, the yellow caps with the ads on top. And it would be weird if you saw a yellow cap without the ad on top. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just having this like jangly collection of cars running around with, uh, <laughs> with these, with, with these, you know, 
uh, all mismatched and different advertisements on top. It just, it feels more chaotic to me anyway. Yeah. Not last, right. So no. Yeah. Or, or you, you pull up to like a, a customer building or something and it just looks cheesy, right? Yeah. Well, that's right. And it looks, and I'm sure it's going to look cheap. Um, that's the other, yeah. that's the other thing. If I, um, the other thing it has me thinking about is it knows who's going to be riding in the car, which means that these ads are going to be targeted. And so, um, you know, I'm imagining like a minority report situation where, you know, the, the Mazda three pulls up and is like, hello, John Anderson, you know, do you want to oh. reorder some of those Bamba underwear? You know, like that. Yeah. Not, yeah. That's, a, I don't like, I don't like the direction this is going in. So what, is, what about, and, oh, go ahead. And, and, and the other, um, the other thought I have is like, are Uber and Lyft like that? Are they that, gr- is it bad enough? Are the margins bad enough for Uber and Lyft that they need to do this? Yes, absolutely. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, they lose money on every like ride because it's oh, so like heavily subsidized. Um, and um, yeah, so like I know before COVID hit and everything, like Uber and Lyft were starting to uh, cut out the subsidies. So um, uh, subsidizing the ride because they wanted to like go for market share. Now they're going for profitability. And uh, they... Okay. Yeah. And so the first step in that profitability was sticking it to the drivers mm-hmm. and um, while still giving cheap rides to the passengers and then subsidizing the rides to get people conditioned to that, to weed out competitors and disrupt public transportation. And now, uh, supposedly, the prices are going to start going up. Uh, I see. OK. So they're looking for ways to, you know, how can we make money while we do this? But But regardless, do you think that this is a net positive in terms of having, um, you know, making riding more affordable for people that can't afford it. And and maybe it's like, oh, well, I maybe I need to step up to Uber Black or the mid mid level without the crazy add on it, where I could save a couple bucks if I if I did it with the add on top. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that argument always feels icky to me. Um, the idea that we can make it, uh, we can increase accessibility, make it cheaper. Um, that seems like a, that always, that's the argument that they, that one pulls out, um, when there's no other redeeming quality to the, to the proposal, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like, yeah, well, we took out, uh, uh, whatever, we're, we're going to make you stand up in this airplane, uh, cause that way we can, uh, we can give you cheaper flights, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of, seems like there should be. Well, I suppose the market will sort this out, but it seems like there should be a limit. And I don't like the idea that the cheaper rides are the ones being cheaper rides subsidized by advertising. Because now I know that everybody's riding in a car with advertising is uh, got the cheaper service, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That also feels gross. Yes. Well, I mean, that that can be signaled already of like the traditional Uber versus Uber Black or, or, you know, the, uh, the higher end. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure if I was an economist, if I was an actual economist, as opposed to like an economist, a priori, um, I would probably have yeah. a word for this, but um, it seems like there's a difference between like paying for a premium service is different than creating lower rungs of service in order to increase coverage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Different. They, they feel different. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. So you, are you ready to expand your vocabulary? Yeah, I understand. I'm I'm ready to learn some new German words, which I'm excited about. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Um, so uh, 
do you, how about, uh, so here are, well, I'm not going to give you all 11, uh, okay. but uh, here, here are a couple of my favorite. 11 new words and phrases inspired by the coronavirus. Hmm. So uh, Corona spec, do you know what that is? No, I have no, no, I don't, I don't know what that could mean. Okay. So it's, it's basically, it's a play on the German word Kummerspeck. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, okay. I'll let you drive the bus. You, you explain it. Yeah. So Kummerspeck, I guess, is a, is, is, is a grief bacon in mm-hmm. German, right? And yep. so this is the, uh, this refers to uh, the weight that you gain when you're, when you eat, uh, when you eat yourself to happiness, right? Uh, yes, when exactly. you're unhappy enough, you start eating, and then so you come spec, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, I see. So, Corona spec then is the weight that you gain as a result of the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah the, the spec part is the uh, the fat that you would see in like a sausage. Mm-hmm. 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 There we go. <laughs> so, okay, here's a fun one. You could try this on Soren. Uh, uh, is he familiar with uh, Dracula? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. So uh, you could teach him about the Dracula coffin sneeze. Yes, have you ever heard of this one? As, yes, as a matter of fact, uh, he he introduced this to me. Um, All right. So what is yeah. that? It's, it's well when you draw your arm across your mouth and nose and uh, kind of rest your nose in the in the crook of your elbow, mm-hmm. um, and thereby making the universal symbol for Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do that when you call for sneeze. It's a safety measure, right? Um, there you go. Yeah, he's the one. He, he was very excited to tell me that he learned about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that may be what brings capes back into fashion. Oh, man, we can only hope. We can yeah. only hope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get a ma- matching mask. Could be fun. Um, yeah. Okay. So here's uh, number three of four: mm-hmm. coronials. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard this one. This is, uh, this is, uh, coronials are, uh, the kids that are born, uh, nine months after the lockdown. Right. Exactly. That's right. All of them, all of them raised by alcoholic (laughs) shut-ins. Right. Yeah. (laughs) No. So we, we had, uh, you know, like the usual like team happy hours and stuff. And I was sitting in on one and people were talking about, I can only imagine all the kids are going to be born. Uh, you know, as, uh, you know, nine months from now, and there's one guy who, you know, and this guy has like, like two kids, like little kids at home running around. And he's like, not in my house, no way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cause you know, he's home, his wife's home, the kids are running around, they're both trying to work. I, I think they're just exhausted and, That's- and yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, there would all the coronials will all be firstborns. There will be no. Yeah, that's what that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. That's right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Exactly. So, okay, last one. Uh, see if you know this one. Uh, okay. Hamster cough. I don't know. No, I don't know this one. I don't know this one. Okay. Good guess. Yeah. So, um, hamster uh, is uh, it's German for hamster. Who have oh, thought? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Kauf is uh, German for buying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's a metaphor for um, like a hamster that will like stuff itself full of uh, like food in its cheeks and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is a hamster Kauf is uh, would be like a person that like buys up all the toilet paper. Right. Whether they need it or not. Yeah. So hoarding, yeah. <laughs> Hamster cough. <laughs> Hamster buying. I like it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Excellent.
Correct. All right. Yeah. So if people want to decide whether they want to be a space marine or uh, be in a flying liquor store, uh, <laughs> where, where should they uh, send? Uh, where should they decide? <laughs> they should. They should. Uh, they should register their decision at uh, dgshow.org. Uh, that's D as in Dave, G as in Gunner, Show. Dot O-R-G. Excellent. All right. Well, hey, enjoy your uh, uh, hamster cuff. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. Corona spec. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>